I'm Khalil Ekelona, and this is Nashville. However you celebrate your birthday is perfect. Well, because it's your birthday, and the day is all about you. Today, WPLN is celebrating 60 years on the airwaves. That's right, six decades of serving the communities of Nashville and Middle Tennessee by providing news and information on the events, people, and communities that matter to you. A lot has changed here at WPLN since our humble beginnings at a public library, and there's been big changes over the past three years. My next guest is here to talk about those changes and what's in store for the future. Steve Swenson is the CEO and president of Nashville Public Radio, and he joins me now. Steve, welcome to This Thank is Nashville. You, Lil. Nice to be here. Great to have you here. All right, so before we get started, I understand you have a few words for the listeners. Yeah, you know, we've been a relatively small organization for 57 of those 60 years. Um, and over the last three years, we had great aspirations for growth to reflect the growth of the city. And to the listener, I would say thank you because you have supported that. You have helped us in that journey. You believe in us. You believe in the great journalism, the original journalism that we do. And now, since we've added a new music discovery station, you've really jumped in and helped support that. So we're thrilled. Mm-hmm. So, you know, let's talk about some of these changes here at WPLN over the years. One of them you just mentioned, the creation of a new station, 91.1 WNXP Nashville's new music experience. What was the idea behind creating this new station on the airwaves? Well, I have to back up a little to kind of when I got here. Um, you know, we're local community-owned nonprofit, and we have a local board of directors that are people who are our listeners and supporters and who work with our leadership team in kind of the direction of where we're going. Um, and early on, we were talking about we were 25 employees for a long, long time. Uh, and we felt that with the explosive growth of Nashville, we needed to kind of reflect that growth so we could make sure we were providing the public service that we needed. And one of the things that NPR and WPLN uh, have historically been involved is new music discovery and telling stories about uh, new music and making sure that we are a platform for artists, up and coming artists, and to share that diversity of of that great artistic community out there. Uh, we felt there was an opportunity with 911 to fill a hole that was was in the market. Most commercial radio stations, um, unfortunately, are now owned by just a few national owners. Mm -hmm. um, and most of the decisions on programming and what they play are made outside of Nashville at a corporate headquarters, whether it's Atlanta or New York or Los Angeles. Um, and so we felt here we are in Music City. Here's a great opportunity for us to put together local curation to show off all the great local artists that are here. Obviously, there's tons of country music that we're known for, but there's so many other diverse formats or diverse musical genres in, in Nashville, and we wanted to kind of be a place and a platform for those to be able to get on the air. So what was the process like creating WNXP? Well, we actually first off did a kind of a research study out in the field to see if there was an opportunity for this idea we had. We found that there was. And so we brought everyone together. I guess we started in August. We went on the air in the, the end of uh, November. Mm -hmm. uh, so we started in August, brought uh, Jason Moon Wilkins, who was our news host on WPLN, of all things considered. I'm sorry. Yeah, all things considered. We brought him over to be the program director. Jason has a long background in music in Nashville. And we began creating it from the bottom up. We brought 15 people together, spent two days together talking about what we wanted this to be, what the how it should sound, the type of people we should have on the air, uh, and built it. And then in a very quick, short few months, we launched it. And two years later, it's been running. It's doing great. We're thrilled. Now, here at WPLN, on the news side of the station, there have been other changes going on, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when I got here, I think our newsroom was nine people, which mm. is a pretty small newsroom for the population size that Nashville and, and Middle Tennessee have become. Um, and so our goal was to build out that newsroom. We we were, I like to say, we were a, a small organization hitting way above our fighting weight. Um, and most of that excellence was on original journalism. Uh, so Anita Bug, our head of uh, content, said, hey, you know what we need to do is we need to add more capacity and beat reporting for original journalism. We need to add editors to be able to give 
feedback to our reporters more quickly than just the two leaders that we had in the organization. So we set about adding uh, a lot of reporters and adding, I think we're up to four or five editors now. Um, and so that has really transformed our ability to be news gatherers, to be news original journalism reporters. Um, and along that path, we were working towards our eventual uh, launch of a daily show. Yes. Okay. So we're about to get very, very the meta. good part, right? We're getting meta right here. <laughs> All right. So you know that big change was this new daily show. This is Nashville, which is a first for the station. Where was the idea for the show born? You know, when I got here, most of our programming was purchased programming from outside the market, from NPR, from American Public Media. Uh, and we knew that we were doing such incredible work. We needed to provide Nashville with a platform where they knew they could come for appointment listening to hear more in-depth reporting. My concern, I've been in journalism most of my career, my concern is where journalism is gone, where mm. news reporting is gone. Uh, you know, you watch the cable news networks and, you know, their their idea of news is getting a bunch of people in a studio and, you know, everyone pontificating and mm -hmm. arguing with each other. And our goal was to be a place where people could come and hear reasoned, rational reporting, but also conversation, civil conversation to help us move the, the city forward. And so for us, creating a daily show was really important. Did you try some long form programming before you launched the show? Yeah, I think because we were so small, the idea of launching a daily one hour programming was pretty intimidating for most of us here in the organization. Uh, and I think the turning point for us was the death of John Prine. Um, mm. You know, at the beginning of the pandemic, John passed away and Anita and Jason and I quickly sat down and talked about, hey, let's create a one hour radio wake. Let's see what we can do here. And we created this show. Um, we got it on air. And to be honest with you, it was wildly successful beyond our expectations. Not only did we have a tremendous amount of listening to the radio station, but digitally worldwide. We had people coming to our website to listen to the show. Mm -hmm. um, we had over 180,000 people that listened or downloaded that show, actually knocked us off our website's air, so to speak. Okay. Uh, and we had to quickly get wider bandwidth so that people could log on to it. So that kind of gave us the sense that, hey, this is was doable for us. And then the next one was because of the pandemic, we, Blake Farmer and our team did a one-hour show early on in the pandemic to kind of help people understand what it was and how to deal with it. Um, so those two things really led us to realize, hey, this daily thing we want to create, we can do it. And we've been going for nine months yep. now. So what's next on the horizon for Nashville Public Radio? We got about just under a minute left. You know, our goal is to get bigger. We're still small in relation to our size. Our goal is to add more beat reporters. Our, but the biggest thing for us is we need to become a much more robust digital organization. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the radio station and the radio signal is just one form of distribution, and we need to kind of build our chops on websites and social media and those sorts of things. So we are actually going through a big uh, digital transformation project right now tied to that so that we as an organization can start down that journey. Steve Swenson is the CEO and president of Nashville Public Radio. Boss, thanks for being on the show. Thanks, buddy. We have to take a short break. When we come back, we'll dive into the history of Nashville Public Radio all the way back to the library days. How long have you been listening to Nashville Public Radio? Treat, tweet us at This Is Nashville. We'll be right back. listening to Nashville Public Radio, I mean radio. Um, I'm Andrea Tudhope. I'm the executive producer of This Is Nashville here with our digital lead, Anna Gallegos-Cannon. Hey, Anna. Hey, Andrea. It's so weird to be on this side of the equation today. Oh, yeah. I'm so used to being in studio with Khalil that seeing you on the other side of the studio is actually a really treat. I know. I know. So fun. Well, <clears throat> we are here today. Um, it is the last day of our winter fun drive, and uh, we need your support. You're hearing 
you're hearing this hour about uh, how how valuable WPLN has been to this community for 60 years. That is such a crazy amount of time to think about. That's so long to be providing this service to you. Um, we are looking ahead now to the next 60 years, and we can only do that uh, with your support. Uh, again, it's the last day of our fund drive. Give now at WPLN.org or call us at 615-760-2010. I mean, we're at the finish line right now. And if you are already a sustaining donor, consider, you know, maybe just bumping it up a little bit. But we're also definitely welcoming um, new members, especially if you just moved to Nashville. If you, you know, came here within the last year, last couple of months, and if you consider both WPLN and our show, This Is Nashville, valuable, you know, consider kicking like $5, 10 $15 our way. You can do that at WPLN.org. Yes, uh, you can join Joy. Uh, she became a new member uh, just a few minutes ago at $10.40 a month. She got the WPLN beanie. Uh, you can become a new member like Joy from Nashville, or you can make a one-time gift. We know a lot of you who are listening right now are already members, and we that is so valuable to us. We also know that um, sometimes, you know, what better time at the end of the year than to, to make a one-time gift? Add on to that. A sustaining membership that you already have with us and and help us into the new year help us keep providing you this public service at the rate that we're providing it now give us uh, whatever you're willing to give at wpln.org and if you've been waiting till the last day of fun drive to give a donation you know what we actually have a really good incentive for you so yes. if you donate anytime between now and 7 p.m you will be entered uh, for a four-night trip for two to Vermont. And if you win that, wouldn't it be the ultimate Christmas gift to yourself? That would be, yes, totally. And the great thing about this prize drawing is you don't have to make a donation to be entered into the drawing, but you might as well. It's yeah. the last day of drive, you know. Um, we, You can join uh, Brittany from Madison, uh, Michael from Hendersonville, Joseph from Nashville. All of these folks became new members. Uh, Michael from Hendersonville actually was already a member, and he did. He stepped up to add on to his donation. Um, I'm just loving listening to this hour um, on the other side of the, mm -hmm. the glass today. I love that Steve, our CEO, said at one point this newsroom was nine people. And that's crazy. Oh, that's so hard to imagine. <laughs> I know, because the team that when, when we came on board last year to launch this daily show for you all, we hired six people. That is a huge, this station has made a huge investment in this community. And every day we're able to provide you a service that you need because of your sustaining support. And one thing that really sets WPLN apart from so many other media outlets, both in and around Nashville, is that while... They've been shrinking. We have been growing. Yes. Um, I totally forget how many there are of us now, but I mean, just the sheer number of reporters that we have, you know, we're able to cover every corner of Nashville. And the only reason why we're able to do that is because of you, the listener. So, you know, you guys got us through the last 60 years. So make a donation so we can get through the next 60 years. Yes, and we are looking ahead to those next 60 years, starting with the very next one, 2023. Again, this is the year-end fund drive. We have, uh, we're counting down today. We have our goal, uh, we have 17,500 to go today, which, gosh, you guys have made that goal uh, achievable for us, and we are so grateful for that. You can give uh, in a few different ways. You can head online to WPLN.org. You can also text give to 615-760-2010. Now is the right time check something off your to-do list. It's the holiday season. We know that to-do list is long. Might as well just take care of this now. Make a gift to your favorite public radio station. Give now at WPLN.org. And thank you for your support. I'm Khalil A. Colonna, and this is Nashville. The second largest craft hobby in America today is said to be rock hounding with all of its branches of interest, some of which are gem cutting, making jewelry, and the collection of gemstones, rocks, minerals, and fossils. This universal hobby has grown to astonishing proportions in the last 25 years, 
and shows signs of even more rapid growth as the need develops for more people to pursue more leisure time activities due to the fact that they're working fewer hours, have more days off, and get more vacation time. Rocks and minerals as specimens are of extreme importance to the rock hound. However, most people do not realize the All right, now don't adjust your radio. You are listening to WPLN and this is Nashville. But this hour in honor of WPLN's 60th anniversary, we're taking you back through the decades. That audio comes from 1968 and it was a part of a 24-hour WPLN broadcast about rock collecting. All jokes aside, our next guest doesn't go back to 1968, but close. He is one of WPLN's first full-time journalists, a man you may know from the rest of his career in Nashville on TV and in public relations, Pat Nolan. Thanks for being here and welcome. It's to great this to be here. Thank you. So tell me, how did you first come to work for WPLN? Well, I was about to graduate from Vanderbilt. I did not have a job. My next door neighbor um, worked at the Green Hills Public Library, Lois Phillips, and uh, she'd been talking to my mother over the fence, and my mother was obviously concerned I didn't have a job. Mm-hmm. Um, so she found a notice on the Green Hills Library bulletin board that said, WPLN had just gotten a grant from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting for somebody to do news. So they, she, my, she gave it to my mother. My mother gave it to me. I went down, spoke to Alvin Bolt, who was the original station manager. He had me go out and do a, um, a test to cover a EPA conference, a citizen conference, where they, citizens could talk back to EPA about what they needed to do, what they were doing, what they needed to do. Um, so I, I did that. It aired on May, 23, May 23rd, 1973, and I worked here until... The end of February of 75 when I went to work at Channel 5. Now, did you study journalism in school? I did not. Vanderbilt did not offer a communications or journalism degree in those days. I was a political science major and a history minor. Now, were you a regular listener of the station? Uh, no. Uh, I had never heard the station because primarily it was um, a classical music station, almost exclusively, and I did rock and roll. I was on WMAK, WKDA, maybe KDF a little later on, that kind of thing. Okay, so when you were hired, the station was located on the second floor of the Ben West Library, which is a unique place to have a radio station. I mean, at least no one's going to tell you to be quiet. (laughs) And what was it like broadcasting from the library? Well, I mean, it was really not that much different from any other radio station. I mean, they did have one, if you're back in the uh, control room, they did have a, a window there, and so people could come by and look at whoever the announcer was. And I think that was a little bit uh, disconcerting for some. I was talking to Anita, and she told me they eventually put curtains over that, which is good because this is not the Today Show. You didn't have people coming in there to gawk and be on TV, but they did come by and look, particularly when the kids were down the hall at, at the Tom Titchener puppet stuff, they come in there to, to look at that. Now talk to me about process a little bit. How did reporters like record and cut tape? Of your interviews. How'd you guys do that? Well, I had a Sony tape recorder, and we'd take those out to record whatever we were doing, a news conference, interviews, whatever. We'd bring that back, and you'd dub it over onto reel-to-reel. And from that, you'd either find the parts you wanted and either take it directly off that tape onto the cassette that you would play for the actuality, for the for the for whatever the news story is, or if you're taking longer pieces and putting it inside a longer piece, like an hour special, mm-hmm. you'd literally go in and take that stuff, dub it and take the dub and cut the parts you wanted with a razor blade. Okay. <laughs> and then you take ta- tape that they use for tape, re- for tape recording machines and you put those together. And if you did it right, it sounded pretty seamless. If you did it wrong, you got pops and maybe the volume was this level when you, you were talking and then some different level of what you recorded. So you had to work on those things too. But it, it was much more primitive than today. I mean, I'm sure there are, it, there are issues using digital, but that just sounds like a dream to me. I mean, because that sounds like a real high stakes and painstaking process. Were you ever afraid of making mistakes? Oh, you're afraid every time you go on the air, you're going to make a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> even today, even in television. But, um, you know, it, it, it. I had done some work at, at the Vanderbilt Station, WRVU, before I came over here. And then I'd also done some part-time work at WLAC Radio when they had a news and talk format during the daytime hours before they did the rhythm and blues stuff they did with John R. and and the others at night. So I was there for a while. I even ran the board for part of that because for about an hour before the ionosphere went up and the signal went up to New York and all in Ports Northeast, I would be on the on the board not to be on the air but to basically play the Garner Ted Armstrong program or Melvin Mudd or some other things. <laughs> and then once I got off the air, the ionosphere was up, John R. came on and they started rocking and rolling from there. 
I'd like to introduce my next guest. Anita Bug is WPLN's Vice President of Con- Content. Anita, thank you for joining us today. Pleasure to be here. So, you know, you've been with the station for a good while now. What do you remember about the library days? Oh, wow. I, I remember learning... Believe it or not, Nashville, the issue when uh, we actually moved to the new station and everybody was so excited was because of parking. So I know that I learned to parallel park really well mm-hmm. to be able to park in the library uh, lower lot. Yeah. That's pretty cool. <laughs> I'm like, it's about parking, right? And it still continues today. Yes, it does. Now, you know, WPLN's newsroom has grown exponentially in recent years, but for a long time, there was a small but mighty team covering the news of Middle Tennessee, including key moments in Nashville history. Let's listen to one of those moments right now. Are you all ready for football? And with that, Houston Oilers owner Bud Adams and Metro Mayor Phil Bredesen set down to sign a $292 million agreement to bring the NFL franchise to Nashville to play in a new stadium in 1998. That's Anita Bug reporting on the nearly $300 million deal to bring the NFL to town. Do you remember producing that spot? I, I, I remember doing that story, and the reason I remember it is um, the many people that I talked to that were both excited and those that were opponents to it. Uh, I remember one opponent telling me afterwards he had no idea how I personally, I, Anita Bug, felt about the Oilers coming to Nashville. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, well, then I did my job really well because you're not, I, I'm, I'm here asking your questions. I want to know what you think, what you want, what you see the city's future as being. So I re- distinctly remember that particular person. Well, how did you feel about the Oilers coming to town? I think I didn't, I tried not to have one feeling one way or another. I'm a sports fan, uh, you know, uh, I enjoy watching sports. Uh, it also was a huge investment for the city and a pivotal moment in uh, in what would be the future of Nashville. Now, back then, the station got its funding from the metro government. So it did. Tell me, how, how did that financial attachment or dependence, how did that affect the actions the station took? Well, I mean, you're... you're um, you're at the mercy of what is happening with the city budget. Um, you're potentially courting folks for um, making sure that the station is funded well. And you're also, when times are hard, you're you're going to get um, you're going to get slashed. When we became a community licensee in the late '90s, you know, '96 the process started, and '98 we moved in this building, and we became this. Uh, independent station, we had to stand on our own two legs. And I think that that was pivotal again. Another another very important moment in our history um, of where we've grown since then is the fact that we went independent. Now, Pat, when you were reporting for WPLN, did you ever worry about how Metro might react to a story? I didn't worry about it, but Mr. Bolt did. He remember him telling me before he said, now, be careful going down to the courthouse. Why? We just we do something everybody doesn't like. He'll come here and put a padlock on this door. Mm. And he didn't and never did. The the library, WPLN was funded through the library budget. And I don't think we were a big part of the library budget, but the library budget every year was one of those that was considered by a lot of council members as sort of being a, a frill or a non-essential. So it would be the first place to be cut in general. And I don't ever remember that coming down to necessarily directly to WPLN, but I'm sure that kept a restriction on how much money the station had. If you're just tuning in, this is Nashville, and I'm your host, Khalil Lake-Alona. Tomorrow marks WPLN's 60th anniversary. So this hour, we're reflecting on our history. Now, you know, you said in 1998 that W you moved from the library over here to mm-hmm. Metro Center. Was that a smooth transition for the station? You might want to ask Carl Peterson. Uh, He had to move everything. You know, as I remember it, it was a fairly smooth transition as as those things go. Um, We were so excited, uh, amazed by the space. I mean, in the library, I shared a phone. Mm Mm-hmm. I, when I got up from my desk, I had to have someone scoot up at their desk so I could get out from my space. Wow. And that's, that's where we were. And, and we were happy in the space that we had in the library. So you can imagine what, what it was like coming to 630 Mainstream. Those are some tight quarters. Well, a lot of the, a lot of the space in the, li- in the old studios were taken up by all the recordings that they had under to play on the air. So uh, that took up more room than anything else. My desk used to be literally up against the wall where you could look out and see the National Life Building. But literally, my I was against some of the places where the 
the heat and the air conditioning came out. Mm. My next guest is a longtime listener and supporter of the station. She's even dedicated her time to volunteer at WPLN. Ellen McPherson, thank you for joining us and welcome to This Is Nashville. I'm so happy to be here. Really a pleasure to have you with us. Okay, so let's play another more recent clip from the archives. For years, WPLN had a popular weekly show of author interviews. Welcome to the Fine Print, WPLN's program about all things bookish. I'm Rebecca Bain. The voice you hear there is Rebecca Bain, who is a beloved voice, who was a beloved voice on WPLN, and she did it all in her time here, from daily news to DJing classical music. Rebecca Bain is a person who really helped give WPLN its identity, and Ellen, I could tell from your reaction when you heard her voice. <laughs> tell me about her impact on the station and what it really meant to you. Well, she did everything. I mean, she was all through the day, you heard her voice with introducing classical music and everything. She ran the fun drive. I mean, she was on the fun drive, I would say 10 hours a day. Mm. And she would have local people on, board members, people from authors and so on and so forth. But she also had this wonderful program, which you just played a clip of. And for a time, I was working at Davis Kidd, and I, I was a librarian to start with, but I was working at Davis Kidd Booksellers, which is before your time, Khalil, mm -hmm. but it was a wonderful, huge bookstore, um, and um, the authors would come there, famous authors from all over the country, and uh, they would go for their interview with Rebecca, and they would be excited to do it, because she had read the book carefully, underlined, had notes and everything, and they would come out, and they would go, oh my gosh. That was the best interview I ever had. And back at the bookstore, there would be an onslaught and the books would sell out. I mean, she was incredible. We just heard a clip from her show, Fine Print. What did you really enjoy the most about, you know, her approach to interviewing subjects? She was very um, informal. You know, people joke about the NPR voice. She mm -hmm. didn't have it. Okay. She was like um, somebody you knew. You, you felt like you knew her over the, over the radio. And um, she just was like somebody described her in one of her obituaries as like your favorite aunt, you know. But she was uh, warm and tender and funny, very funny. And um, she knew people in the community. She knew everything. And she was just wonderful. She introduced you in a beautiful way to all these people. Pat, seeing that WPLN is the place where you launched a very impactful career, tell us, what does Nashville Public Radio mean to you? Well, I mean, it's where I started my career, so I always pay attention to what's going on over here. I've been happy that I played a very, very little small part in starting some of the news. I mean, what, what we did here compared to what you guys do today, and certainly in terms of size, I think there may be one or maybe as many as three people. Lynn Folk was here at the time doing happenings in Nashville. Chuck Mitchell was here. We had a few other people, but... We had many more announcers and other people on the station staff than we did news people at that time. But I'm, I'm very happy to see that. I, th I think this is the best news operation, radio news operation in Nashville, and one of the best news operations in Nashville, period. And that's been uh, taking a lot of work. I'm happy I came over here from time to time and helped with the uh, the fun drives. And I, when I think about Rebecca, because I was in here for a few of those shifts with her, <laughs> she had the most amazing laugh. I mean, she <laughs> had an infectious laugh. <laughs> And she would come in almost every time it was the end of it. She and Chuck Dunn, who was on the board, mm -hmm. would be in here, and they'd be talking about it. And when they made the goal, she would just kind of lose it. She would just be so happy about it. And then they'd play the Hallelujah Chorus. That was the, <laughs> that was, We all waited for that to happen. Even if you didn't want to hear any more of the fun drive, you tune in to hear the end of it just to hear Rebecca laugh, do that, and then play the Hallelujah Chorus. Okay. Anita, maybe we should bring that back. Uh, let me tell you, it's a special moment. There's, it's actually, it's on a cassette. I made a CD of that moment for a listener about three or four years ago because they remembered it. And I'm like, we'll find that and play it. And what's so funny about it is they thought they made the goal and they didn't. And to hear Rebecca's absolute laughter of going, no, we're not there. I mean, Rebecca could get cats and dogs to make a contribution <laughs> okay. to public radio. Uh, sheer exuberance. And uh, mm -hmm. then when they made it and the Hallelujah Chorus played, it's, it's, it's a thing of beauty. Well, Tell us, what do you want people to know about WPLN and where it's and where we're headed? Um, we're a station that's always looking to improve and to serve our community better, meaning 
And there are so many questions. Ellen and I were talking earlier, so many stories, and Pat and I about well, have stories of uh, taxes and what else did you say? Um, and they keep coming and circling around. Mm-hmm. And we have a lot of new, mem- new uh, young reporters and sort of knowing that we've kind of been here before in one aspect and knowing our history to know how we go forward for a future. Um, so we have young folks that have lots of learn, lots to learn, and we're going to get better and better at doing this work and deeper and deeper. And as we build this uh, beat system, um, you know, with the regional recorder and economics, uh, there are so many, so many subject matters that we want to dig in more deeply um, to be able to do a better job for this community. I'm excited about where we've been, and I'm I'm ecstatic about where we're going. Anita Bug is vice president of content for Nashville Public Radio. She was joined by former WPLN reporter Pat Nolan. Thank you both for the memories. Thank you. We have to take a short break. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation and look at the next 60 years for WPLN. Where would you like to see the station expand? What coverage do you think we should engage with? Tweet us at This Is Nashville. We'll be right back. It's absolutely wild just to hear how much the station has transformed in the last 60 years. And you know what? WPLN is like fine wine. We just get better with age. I agree. I'm Andrea Tudhope. I'm the executive producer of This Is Nashville here with Anna Gallegos-Cannon, our digital lead. Um, We are usually not on this side of the equation, but uh, here we are uh, asking for your support. And uh, if you are as inspired by hearing these memories of WPLN's humble beginnings as we are, uh, step up and make a gift now to help us carry on into 2023 and beyond. How about the next 60 years? You know, Hmm, I wonder what that's going to be like. I know. I think we can do it. I think we can do it. Uh, Join, um, let's see, Everett has called in this hour. Um, Everett was an existing member who uh, stepped up uh, to the call to, you know, I asked, like, make make just a one-time gift, add on to your sustaining membership today. And Everett did that. Everett from Smyrna, who says, I listen every day. Keep doing your important work. Thank you so much, Everett. Everett gave at WPLN.org. You can also call us at 615-760-2020. And of course, if you make a certain donation every month, we actually give you something in return. One of our awesome thank you gifts. So you can definitely show off your public radio nerdiness. And that's one thing we love here at WPLN, our public radio nerds. And, you know, you for $12 a month, you can get a WPLN mug. Um, I have on good authority that the This Is Nashville mug is almost out. That's true. Yeah, there's one left. So you that could be yours if you if you give now at WPLN.org. And you know what? If that's out, you can also get our very, very comfortable WPLN socks. Um, Dory from Milwaukee actually donated and said that she can't wait to wear those socks in the Milwaukee uh, winter. So it is very interesting to see that we're also getting donations from outside of Nashville. But you know what, Nashville? We're here to serve you. We are part of your community. And, you know, we just want to bring the voices of our neighbors on the air. And the reason why we're able to do that is because of you. And if that is something that you enjoy and you want us to keep on doing, you know what? Donate now at WPLN.org. Yes. As we wrap up this final day of the winter fund drive, we are looking to you as a listener and supporter to do your part to support us today. Whatever you're willing to give, uh, you can make a one-time donation or you can become a member of the producer's circle at $100 a month with a one-time or with a one-time donation of $1,200. Whatever you're willing to give, make that gift now. Um, we can't do this without your support. And we only come to you a few times a year. Uh, it's the end of the year. Check it off your to-do list. Give now at WPLN.org. And thank you so much. I'm Khalil A. Colonna, and this is Nashville. Listeners to WPLN have something in common you are a curious bunch, that's for sure. And you take, you care about your community. I know from the feedback we get on your shows that y'all care how this station covers the news as well. As we've discussed earlier in the hour, we're no longer a part of Metro government. We're licensed to the community. That means you. 
So as we wrap up our celebration of 60 years on the air, let's hear from that strong community of listeners, new and old. What do you miss? What do you want more of? What needs to go? My next guest is here to answer those questions. Jalen Hayes is a Nashville native, a freshman at Clark Atlanta University, and previous This Is Nashville Goes guest. Jalen, welcome back to the show. Jalen, can you hear me? I can now. Thank you for having me. How are you? I'm doing all right. How's everything going, man? It's going really, really good. I am happy to be back home. Um, I just recently uh, traveled back um, from Atlanta, um, back here in Nashville. So doing really good. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. I'm glad to have you here with us. So first question for you, man. Did Do you listen to WPLN regularly? Sometimes, occasionally. <laughs> Sometimes, occasionally. Okay, how many times yes, a week sir. does that occasionally equate to? So, seeing the fact that I, I also follow you all on Instagram, it's literally a reminder for me to listen to you all. So, um, when I'm not in class, I would definitely um, tune in. So, it may be either twice a week or once a week um, when I can tune in. Does that, I mean, you're in school in Atlanta and in school, you're quite busy. Does this help you really keep tabs on what's going on back home? It does. And I also kind of, I, Actually, I lean into um, This is Nashville is actually an inspiration for um, a podcast that I'm actually starting back in Atlanta um, on campus. So it, it actually keeps me up to date with what's happening in Nashville. But um, it also inspires me to um, continue to do what I'm also doing in Atlanta. You know, we're all very happy to see that we're inspiring the next generation of audio media content providers. Let me ask you this, though. Do you listen to public radio in general? I do not. Not anymore. Um, ever since I have, of course, been to Atlanta, I do not um, have my car with me. So I have not been able to listen to public radio. Oh, so you're a car a listener. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know, tell me, where do you get a lot of your news and information from being a college student? I'm sure you don't have a lot of time to tune into broadcasts. Right. Um, not anymore. So I, of course, before I moved to Atlanta, uh, I would literally as I was getting dressed in the morning, I would sit down and watch CNN. My granny would tell me that I'm an old head because I would watch CNN with her in the morning time. <laughs> um, either it is from sometimes being on Instagram where it's the shade room or again, those um, CNN. I try not to make sure that I'm on Instagram a lot from getting a lot of news feed because uh, sometimes they can be misleading. But um, whether it is paying attention to the news or um, social media. All right. Now, longtime listener and volunteer Ellen McPherson is still with us. Ellen, I'm curious, how did you come to first listen to WPLN? Well, I first came to listen because of classical music. Um, and then I became fascinated with Rebecca Bain's uh, broadcasting about books and so on. And she was wonderful. Uh, but now um, it's it's different. And I... Um, I get most of my information online, and, I, and then I listen to the podcast of WPLN because I look at the New York Times and I look at WPLN. Now, you've been such an active member and friend to the station. Why? Because you're unbiased and you care about the community and you don't have an axe to grind. And uh, the entertainment is great. I mean, in the old days, it was classical music and then it was bluegrass and then it was other things. But um, the commentary and the stories you do, especially in the last few years, have been really, really important to me, delving into what's going on in the community in ways that other stations don't do. Now, has the station's coverage, how has that inspired you? Well, I will say that um, a few years ago, <laughs> I got arrested in a protest with a friend of mine, Justin Jones. And uh, okay. after that, uh, I noticed the headlines in the papers were misleading. And they called him things that really weren't true. But WPLN did not do that. They were uh, objective. And since then, I have noticed further and further depth, the way you could go, go into covering stories and covering more of the community, especially some of the podcasts have been fabulous. You got arrested in a protest. Yeah. How'd you feel? Well, we were both petrified. 
when he saw me coming into the jail, he's like, hallelujah, Grandma Ellen is here. But uh, after that, we were proud. And I thought, this is not a big deal. It's worth it, you know, mm-hmm. so... Grandma Ellen holding it down. I love it. <laughs> if you're just tuning in, this is Nashville, and I'm your host, Khalil Lake It's WPLN's 60th anniversary. We've been reflecting on our decades on air, and now we're looking to the future. Okay, so I want to bring in our digital editor, Rachel Iacovoni, now, because you can't talk about the future without talking about digital news, right? Exactly. Hey, Rachel, thanks for being with us. Hey, Khalil. So you get to hear from listeners where they are, and you know they're not necessarily listening to the station. They're on Twitter or Instagram or reading social posts and web posts. What are you hearing from folks about finding WPLN stories on other platforms besides terrestrial radio? I mean, you've heard a little bit of it in just this segment uh, with my other guests here that a lot of people are not listening as much. Uh, the pandemic did some of that and just generally digital Trends have been leaning more Instagram and, of course, Twitter for as long as it exists. But really, our Instagram audience has been a huge one. And when we first started posting news there, uh, when I got here about four years ago, we were just posting like what we were doing for lunch plans amongst the station or something. And then we pivoted eventually and started posting pictures during the summer of 2020 protests. So when we were posting those and then more and more news content, people were like, wow, you have great photographers and you have these great graphics and things you just don't associate with radio. And we still get those comments a lot where this is a very visual platform and it's not something you think about when you're listening in your car on the highway. Mm -hmm. And the work that you and the digital team do is such a Compliment to the on-air programming. Shout out to Cindy Abrams and our own digital lead, Anna Gallegos-Cannon. You know, what kind of digital storytelling do WPLN listeners really respond to? I would say those deeper dives, like our enterprise reporting, uh, Mariba Knight's mm-hmm. most recent investigation, for example, with ProPublica, was mostly written. So uh, even though we have an on-air version, we've been handling things digital first. We understand that the audience might be on our website long before they're hearing something in a car now. And it's such a long story that you do need to kind of read through it, see all the documentation in it. I would say with my brief stint in print that I think our audience is very different. And part of the reason I really loved moving to WPLN was that this audience is like wanting to be part of the justice, not just watching it and crying out injustice. Mm. A lot of the comments we get are, how do I help? Mm. Now, how about longtime listeners like Ellen? How are they responding to the digital Platform. Well, clearly they're they're transitioning more than I realize. Yeah, I'm getting a big thumbs up here in the room. Um, yeah, I every time I'm talking to someone, almost feel like I need to apologize that I'm focusing so much on digital. I've been a host here before, so I'm like, oh, sorry, I'm not on air. And then they tell me, no, I'm catching a lot of my news now on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, and that they might not be in the car as much as their work schedules changed, as pandemic things, like I said. So it has been a great compliment. And then they can also catch This Is Nashville. If they're not listening right now live, then they'll catch it as the podcast. So um, we really are trying to hit both sides of the audience and as we're in this transitional period as a society. Now, Jalen, what can this station do to get more young people involved as listeners? Um, I would say um, me personally, as a college student, um, me personally, I love the direction um, that this is Nashville is honestly continue to going in, uh, going. Um, but I would say I've definitely I've seen you personally mm-hmm. on the streets um, reaching out to the community. Um, I would definitely love to see that more um, where that is coming into um, maybe like going into high schools or um, even going to some of our local universities and colleges here within Nashville, whether that's TSU, Fisk, Vanderbilt, um, whatever college or university is here. Just going in and also interviewing, interviewing those students and hearing their stories and um I would say how Nashville is impacting them and um, just not Nashville, but also how the world is also impacting them in college life in general. Um, I would say, again, as a student, we love when our voices are heard and when people are also um, being able to come to us and listen, because oftentimes we can't find that many people that are willing to sit down and have a conversation and also be able to record it as well and allow people within the city and our community um, to hear that. Mm-hmm. Ellen, what would you like to see more of from WPLN? 
I think your engagement in the community is really, really important, and the stories that Mary Ba has done and and Ambriel, um, the the immigrant community needs to be, um, you know, talked to. Uh, we've got all these refugees coming in. We've got a lot of immigrant community. I mean, we've got a huge amount of people. I, I teach ELL on the on, as a volunteer. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the Muslim community. I think it's important to represent them as well as the black community and all these other areas that you have gone into, the stories you told, the story about the black church, uh, the old black church was so fantastic. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just think covering those issues that are important, it's really important to have people like Jalen um, and other people like that involved and maybe maybe a panel of young people you know, from all those different areas telling you what's important in our community, what we're worried about. Jalen, how do you see the future of media in our ever-changing city? Well, I would say with the growth of Nashville right now, and honestly, just being in Atlanta, Nashville is like the new Atlanta mm-hmm. um, or baby. So I would say um, I, I think media is going to continue to grow. But um, within that, I feel like we're going to have a lot of more people with more podcasts, Um and, and as well as I would say my generation specifically has gotten more into media. So I would say I'm, I prayerfully will see a growth within um, young students um, and young people as well, just getting more into being able to advocate for themselves and um, just voicing their opinions about a lot of things. Because we do know that the world that we live in now, people are actually coming out more with um, mental health mm-hmm. issues and topics in that nature. Mm-hmm. Um, and one is struggling and how is this affecting me and just um, yeah. a lot of different things. But media within Nashville, I feel like it's going to continue to grow in a very positive way. I hope that it grows in a very positive way. Um, where yeah. it is going to platform for people to just share their voice and how we can continue to grow as a city and a community. I thank you Moving so forward. much. That is college student Jalen Hayes. He was joined by longtime listeners Ellen McPherson and WPLN digital editor Rachel Yakovoni. I want to thank you all for being with us and thank you for listening. We want to thank everyone who tuned in this hour. This is Nashville is a production of WPLN News and Nashville Public Radio. Listen back at thisisnashville.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Our producers are Steve Harouche, Rose Gilbert, and Magnolia McKay. Our digital lead is Anna Gallegos Cannon. Michaela Elias is our technical director. Our executive producer is Andrea Tudhope. The masterminds behind our theme music are Laurent and Namir Blade. Special thanks to Wendy Poston, Carl Peterson, and Jeff Magruder. This is Nashville. I'm Khalil Lekalona. We'll see you next week, everybody, and be good to each other. I really love This is Nashville. I mean, the host is absolutely amazing. He interviews people with such empathy and kindness and humor. He's talking to a diverse group of people. It's going to change this city in some really fundamental way. It was exactly what this city needed when it happened. I'm Elise from Nashville, and I support WPLN. Wow, I love hearing that message so much from Elise. Um, She is a regular supporter of our show, and it just, it means so much to hear that the show is really resonating with the community in that way. Um, I'm Andrea Tedhope. I'm the executive producer of This Is Nashville, here with our digital lead, Anna Gallegos-Cannon. Hey, Anna. Hey, Andrea. You know what? If you've made it through all of This Is Nashville, it's probably because you really like the show. And you know what? Because of our listeners, we've been able to bring y'all a variety of topics. Everything from, you know, talking to Margot Price and Jim Cooper, they were separate interviews, to, you know, go covering what's going on at our local HBCUs and, um, you know, covering the people who are protesting about Iran here in Nashville. And that's one thing that we hope to continue to bring you day in and day out. It's not easy making a daily radio show, but thank you to all of our listeners who are able to make that possible. And if you want to help us make that possible, you can do so by giving now at WPLN.org. And if you like talking to a human being, you can also call 615 760 2010. 
Yes, it is the last day of our winter fun drive. We are on a countdown to 7 p.m. We have just over 14,000 to make our goal. And uh, we have just been so overwhelmed with your support so far this week. Uh, we just need a little bit more to make that goal. It's the last day. We know you're excited to get back to our regular programming. Um, so step up now, make a gift at WPLN.org. You can join Sally and Brad. They are existing members who chose today to give us a special one-time donation to add on to their uh, gift. And uh, they, they write, so glad you were birthed 60 years ago. Gosh, <laughs> me too. I wouldn't have a job if not, you know. No, I'm so happy to be here. And thank you so much, Sally and Brad. Um, just a reminder, when you do make that gift, there are some thank you gifts. Uh, Anna, do you want to talk about some of the thank you gifts? Of course. You know, we have our 60th anniversary sweatshirt, which I've actually seen people in the newsroom argue about because they all <laughs> want it. And then, you know, you could show off here. This is Nashville love with a trucker hat. It's all because of monthly donations. And of course, we'd love to give back to you. And if you need an extra incentive, we're offering a four night trip for two to Vermont. So if you donate by 7 p.m., you'll be entered into that drawing. Yes. And I just want to I want to pull back the curtain on this hour just for a second, um, because uh, I, I think today's show is such a good example of what you are supporting when you make a gift to WP. PLN. Uh, first of all, this is Nashville wouldn't even be here without mm -hmm. your support. Um, but you you heard our guest Jalen Hayes. I just want to say like Jalen was in high school when we first had him on the show in March. He's just a regular kid in our community who we were like, you know what? This kid has some great thoughts about the future of this town. And we included him in our very first show and we brought him back today. He's mm -hmm. in college now. And, uh, you know, it just it just like really speaks to what we are doing here. We are in involving the community in the programming that we bring you every day. When we say this is a partnership, we mean it. We can only do that with your support. Give now at WPLN.org or call us at 615-760-2010. And you know, we're right at that finish line. All we need is 14,000 uh, more to go. So give us $5, $50, anything in between totally helps us just help us push over that line. We're almost there, y'all. Yes, you can join new member Michael from Nashville who stepped up to give $25 a month. He writes, thank you for keeping us informed. I stay up to date on the important stuff and learn things I didn't even know I wanted to learn. WPLN has been part of my daily routine for years and continue will continue to be so for many more. Thank you so much, Michael. Uh, join Michael and, uh, you know, again, whatever amount works for you works for us. It is the end of the year. Knock it off your to do list. We know you've got holiday shopping to do. What about what about adding this to your list and just going ahead and checking it right off? Give now at WPLN.org. Uh, you can also text give to 615-760-2010. Again, whatever amount works for you works for us. And thank you so much for your ongoing support.